Hold one. Arm drag. Brett screwed Brett. It's me, Austin. I did it for the rock. Oh, shut your mouth, you thong wearing fatty. Number four, arm bar. I am Sir Michael Cole. What? Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of Grapplecast. It's me, your host, Taran, alongside Jamie, Joe, and Dan. Guys, are you all in or all out? I'm exhausted, all, all exhausted. But yeah, all elite, baby. Exhausted? Why? What have you been doing? Not working. Hey, hey, hey. I'm not having that. We all, we all can't take half days like Taran. I, I have a half day tomorrow, and that's because I've been a busy, busy boy this week. I'm working 13 days in a row, so I'm working really hard, thank you. Oh, a bit of overtime, is it? Well, just, you know, got to do gotta, what you got to do. Got to get it in whilst you can. I mean, they're offering overtime in my department at the moment. I haven't done any. She's doing some, but no. I, I, I haven't got time to do overtime, not with all this quality wrestling that's going on at the moment. It's nice to see some yeah, commitment it. for the company rather than some people just going, no, it's fine, I'm just going to move to a different corporation. Well, yeah, exactly. Who would do that? Exactly. No further well, questions. Said, look at that face. Look at that face. So, yeah, <laughs> we're all wrestled out this week then, are we? I'm knackered. I, I just, there's been too much to watch. So much so, and I'm sure this won't surprise you, I just couldn't put myself through Monday Night Raw. As See, always, no, I read the... Go on, then. Give us a brief rundown before we get into the nitty-gritty of the stuff that was actually mattered this that week. Matters. I mean that, no offence to the WWE. Down. I just, do mean uh, that Yeah, two out of the three hours, two out of the three hours were a tag-team turmoil that they stopped halfway, and then they I saw, the last year. Now, what was the reason for the... Because I, I, I did read the results. I saw it was at the beginning of the show and at the end of the show. What was the reason for the break in the match? I think Mason um, T-Bar or one of the teens got really upset and they got eliminated, so they beat they a couple of really upset. Yeah. Yeah, so basically Mason T-Bar got eliminated and then they attacked the New Day and Mansoor and uh, Ali. They basically, like, hit them over the head with, like, steel chairs and, like, steel steps. They both beat them up. And Sonia Deville and Adam Pearce come out, come out went, right, right, this not ending like this. We want it to end properly, so... We're going to have a break from this match, and we'll come back to it later. That's the most stupid thing I've ever heard. Yeah, the only other highlights were um, Carrion Cross was on the... Um, the what's it, what's it, it's the Miz's... What's it, not Miz TV, it's like Drip TV Moist or whatever TV. it's called. Moist, Moist TV. TV. Was he, he still just... wearing his BDSM, no, Lord Tensai type? Oh, he was, he was in, in a suit, was he? Oh, he was in a suit, and he said, I'm not here for fun and games, I'm here to destroy you and eliminate you. And John Morrison's like, mate, I faced The Undertaker and Kane, I think I could take you on. He's like, yeah, well, I'm going to destroy you. And then he comes out dressed as Demolition Gimp, and then he beats him within two minutes, and that's that. Is this still going oh, yeah, on, then, between... Um... Uh, Miz and Morrison. I know it's only just started, but it's if we got anywhere well, particularly Miz, with this feud, it seems a bit stop-start. Miz hasn't been anywhere for two weeks, and now he's just been confirmed for the 30th season of Dancing with the Stars, which is going to start in two weeks, so he's probably going to be off telly for that, so maybe they're thinking, oh, we'll wait till WrestleMania and drag it out, but yeah, they've kind of put it on the back burner for now, and Morrison's just doing this like, oh, I'm doing my talk show, and I'm funny, and I, I, at one point during the match in Carrying Cross, he actually squirted a water pistol in his face. Oh, brilliant. Very, uh... 
well, done on Monday Night Raw. Cutting edge storytelling, isn't it? And everybody is kicking off because Jeff Hardy was chasing the 24-7 title. But to be honest, with Jeff Hardy, I always say, like, everyone kicks off if he doesn't do stuff. Or if he does do stuff, if he was just sat in catering, they'd be upset. He ran out and um, caught somebody doing a backflip, chasing a 24-7 title. And everyone's upset because he's chasing that belt. Is it justified? Or, okay, I'll I'll point this question a different way then. I, I completely get what you're saying, the fact that, well, at least they're doing something with him on TV. So the question that I'll ask them then, is it justified that people can be upset on the position that they're putting him in at the moment, if that makes sense? No, I think it's right. He's in the downward spiral of his career. And have a think about it. You might, you'd be, I think, what, the second um, WWE champion to win the 24-7 title next to Jinder Mahal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a good accolade. It's well, that's if he wins to his resume. What yeah. if they don't put the belt on him? Again, you'll get two parts of the spectrum. You'll get people moaning going, oh, my God. Jeff Hardy, how bad is that? They've made him 24-7 champion. Is this really where it's got to in his career? But then if he didn't win it or challenged for it in one of these official matches that they've been doing lately, um, where they changed the rules up a bit, and he lost and didn't win it, then they'd be like, oh my God, Jeff Hardy can't even win the 24-7 championship. So, you know, it, 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 he can't win either way. Yeah, I think the fans love him regardless of whether they use him or don't use him. I think people just want him to leave the company and go join his brother in AEW. But the thing is, everyone else is going and doing that at the moment. What's your thoughts on it? If he did win a 24-7 title, would that make him the first ever person to win every single belt? Like hardcore um, European. I don't think he's won the women. I don't think he's won the women's title. He's won the lightweight as well, um, which is another one. You know, he, he, he's. Would that be every single title he's eligible for? Then shall we say? Except yeah. Universal, he hasn't won the Universal. Yeah, there we go. That's the point. He's been European champion, has he not? I'm sure he has. European, I know, I know well, that's, has, yeah. Yeah. Certainly from the active belts, it's only the Universal title he hasn't won and at the moment, the 24-7. And let's face it, he's not winning that Universal title. He's probably waiting until his contract expires and then him and Matt will be going in Hall of Fame in a couple of years and that's the swan song. But he's got his theme music back. I mean, what more can he want? He is he's using that now. Before he's retired, surely he can't go... He hasn't got that much... I really couldn't think of any match that I want to see Jeff Hardy in. No offence to him, but... I really can't think of a match that... that well, Jeff and Matt versus the Young Bucks. There you go, Sold. We already had that, like, in 2017, and it was that good that they went to WrestleMania the next night. <laughs> yes, very true. I <laughs> mean, Jeff is 44. Yeah. He is 44 now. Well, well dude. See, Matt's 46, so, you know, they're, they're getting up towards 50. But then look at Jericho. Jericho, <laughs> you know, he's, he's up there now, and he's still... I mean, we'll get on to that, but... Yeah, um, it just, lately, I, I, I don't think I've sat through a full episode of Raw in months. I will always, every week, read what's happened. I will occasionally put an episode on and skip through bits and watch full matches. Most of the time, I will just watch the highlights for free on YouTube. Don't lie. No, I, 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 I did, honestly, I, I, haven't, I haven't watched any clips for probably about three weeks from Raw. Yeah. Um, or you indeed, SmackDown and say but I just um, don't. We always, there's nothing to drag us to it, is there, Joe? No. Well, need to say this. Like Monday Night Raw is always a struggle. Fair play, SmackDown isn't amazing, but at least it's like half these. You can watch SmackDown. It's two hours long. It's not that long, and at least there's at least some storytelling on SmackDown. There's like every week they're following on to something. They're always building stuff up. 
on SmackDown, whereas Raw is just kind of just like, let's just throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. And, <laughs> and you can really tell. It's just it's just all over the place. It's like, who writes this stuff? Like, get 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 Mr. Crawford in to write it. And do you know what's sticking on Raw? Reggie's segments doing the twenty four seven backflips. Um, I need to send you a clip of that. Like they had Akira Nazawa dressed up as a, uh, a dog, and they've had our truth dressed up as a bin man, and then they're doing backflips off lorries and in parks, and then they had a match, and then the entire roster came out to attack him. Uh, like, they, turned up. Yeah, drink. The weird drink. Maverick turned up. He's on the stage yeah. and his arms folded, and he was like, "What are you doing here?" And then he just kind of stared at the ring and shrugged. But I'm assuming that because they're having the rebrand on NXT. It makes more sense to bring Jake Maverick over to Raw because they're going for the more you know. You look at the match they book for next week for the relaunch of NXT. They've got LA Knight versus uh, Johnny Gagano versus um, Pete Dunne versus Tommaso Ciampa in a fatal four way, and the winner faces um, that Samoan Joseph for the NXT title. So now is that a number one contenders match or is it a championship contenders match? No, it's a number one contenders match. Thank the other, Christ. <laughs> the other match we've got, we've got Frankie Monet versus um, Raquel Gonzalez for the women's title. I'm looking forward to that match. I think there's some potential we could have a title change in the women's division. Have you seen the drawn up plans for what the um, arena is supposed to look like for NXT? Apart from it all looking very colourful, I, I assume, well, of course, I would assume they're going to put barricades up like they normally have, but on the um, drawings that I've seen, the sketched up plans, there are no barricades. It's just all very like on top of the ring, the seats, and very close to the ring and very like intimate. Reminds me of the um, studios. Disney Studios, was it Universal or Disney Studios that WCW used to use? I think it was the uh, Disney ones, wasn't it? Yeah. For um, WCW Saturday Night and things like that, where it was just very, very intimate. And I quite, I mean, obviously we've not seen it yet, and how colourful it's going to be on the God knows. But the, from what I've seen, I quite like the idea of it just getting the crowd closer to the action, just making it a bit more intimate. I, I, I will check it out and see certainly what it looks like. I'm not holding my breath that NXT is suddenly going to get any better, certainly back to what it was so, like in 2012-2013. So, Tony, you're telling me you're not excited for Indy Hartwell and Dex Loomis's wedding? You're not excited for that? I saw a clip about, was it Dexter Loomis and Johnny Gagano with some sort of axe? Was that like his bachelor yeah, party or a, something? I don't yeah, know. It's stag do, please. Oh, good Lord Yeah, they did axe throw in, um, laser tag, um... Go-karting and um, something else. I really enjoyed that segment. Yeah, they did laser tag, go-karting, axe throwing, um, and they had um, Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae spying on them. But the, the whole segment was because Johnny Gargano and Dex Loomis haven't got on for months, and Johnny Gargano has been trying to cancel the wedding, but they kind of built up a, a relationship, and now they're good friends, and it's Team Gargano wedding. Um, there's something that's going to happen next week. Some so shenanery, but... It's kind of a play on what happened last year with the Viking Raiders and the Street Profits, where they just get, went to play bowling and have axe throwing together. Oh, we just yeah. need some ninjas. And now. became best friends. <laughs> it is, but the segment was ten times better. It's actually one of the best bits of NXT this week. It was really fun to watch. They had Honesty Jones there. Drake Maverick was there. They had a referee dressed up as a zombie. And then all of a sudden he spoke and he was Canadian. And then everybody just looked at him like, oh, well, we didn't know you were Canadian. And then they just carried on. So a non wrestling segment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say a non wrestling segment was the best segment on a wrestling show this week. Well the yeah, best how much, how much should it take up this promo or uh, well there was the women's and the men's one, I would say fifteen, twenty minutes um for both. 
Because, like, if you remember, like, last year when MJF and Wardlow joined the Inner Circle and went to Vegas, they just released all of that online. It didn't take up any of Dynamite. Yeah, I mean, it was amazing. What's happening this, what's happening this week on NXT UK, and I'm absolutely fuming, they're only having one match, which is... Oh, what's it? Symbi- Symbiosis versus the um, muscle cat, the guy from Artley Paul, um, and <laughs> two jobbers, and they're facing Symbiosis, which is Eddie Dennis. Wild, no, it's not Wild Boar anymore, is it? It's Wild Boar's tag team part, Primate, and it's um, Primate. Primate, yeah, it's Wild Boar's tag team oh. and uh, Tyson T Bone, and they're called Symbiosis. They're having a six-man tag, and then they're re-showing Walter versus Dragonoff for half an hour. It's like I get it. You look at it on a non-wrestling point of view that if somebody switches on bt sport at 10 o'clock on a friday and they see that match they're gonna go oh my god that's wicked i'm gonna watch this product more often but for somebody who's already seen that match at takeover you know what's made me do it's made me go oh as we're recording this now we've got nxt uk going live in two hours as we're recording this now i'm not watching nxt uk live because i've already seen the match yeah it's a brilliant match i probably will watch it again but the reason i was watching nxt uk is for the sort of backlash of what's happening, building storylines and people. And I, I don't really need to re-see it. You know, they've got they've got a stacked roster of about 40 or 50 people, yet they're re-showing one match. So there's the benefits that it might get new eyes on it, but it's highly unlikely that it is going to get loads of new eyes on it. It's just taking up half hour of the show where they can just be lazy. What's going to happen with Walter then? Um, well, they said that he's going to be... Did you hear that name um, that they were going to call him up? Like Van something <laughs> or other? Well, the the WWE, the, the news this week, the WWE have registered a trademark, haven't they? And it's nothing's been confirmed. But let me see if I can find what it was called. No, nothing's been confirmed on who's going to be using this, but the rumor it's like Van is, Wilder or Van yeah, Wilder or something that they're going to bring Walter Van up Wilder to the main roster. Yeah. Yes. Reynolds himself. <laughs> Mate, that's a brilliant movie. Right, so the name it was on Comedy Central the other day. What a film. Where is this? See, see, now it's not coming up almost like it doesn't exist. But Just made it up. Anyway. I said to Joe, like, um, you know when they announced, oh, they're having emergency meetings to see what they can do to freshen Raw up and make it exciting. I said to Joe, do you know what would make it exciting for me? Have Drew McIntyre go out and say he's fed up, um, or Damien Priest, and then all of a sudden Walter comes out and has an open challenge. He faces him in an open challenge. Everybody would be buzzing for that, but no, I've nothing. Just, I've just found it. Um, Von... Wagner, V O N W A G O N E R Wagner, yeah, Von Wagner. So that could be Walter on the main roster. Von, Von Wagner. Wagner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why, like, I just don't. Walter's I a good don't name. Know. Everyone knows. I know when you can. It's, it's like a Drew Drew Drop Drew Drop Drew 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 Drop. Yeah, her name. She was well-known in NXT UK. Like, if they brought her up as Piper Niven or Viper or whatever they want to call her. But no, they've gone, no, we're going to call you Dewdrop. We're going to get you to cut them to the ring going, I can only suggest that the name Dewdrop and this Von Wagner, or whatever it's supposed to be, if that is Walter, they're only doing it so they can trademark it, so they can own the name, because they can't own the name Walter, because it, he'd have to give permission, because that's what he's been using on the Indies for years. Um, you know, same with Viper, things like that. So... They're, they're just doing it, aren't they, for the monetary reasons. And you, well, can't, we, you can't blame them, but by God, if you have to come <laughs> up with a new name, come up with... It reminds me of bloody Fang McFrost for Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's as bad as that, Von Wagner. That, it was in that movie, The Sound of Music, wasn't he? <laughs> Who? Von, Von Wagner. Wagner. 
I don't know. I've never watched it. She watches it every bloody week. She does. I was making a joke. No one actually called that Taryn. They called well, the I don't, I just don't it. I don't, right, I know the Von Trapps are in there. I didn't know. Well, they could have been a rival family. Von Wagner. <laughs> it's not West Side Story. Are they not just kicking 10 bells out of each other? I love West Side Story. You'd say we're going to get a Sound of Music storyline going on, on on Monday Night Raw that he's going to come out and be Mr. Von Trapp and he's just going to start singing. Could you imagine track. if he comes out with like a Swedish, yeah. like, shortened. Um, He's going to come out with Lederhosen on. Lederhosen. And Cesaro had a yodeling gimmick for about a month, didn't he? That's what I mean. Shocking. That could be it. They could join forces and be the yodelers. Now, that's like, oh, I want to see Cesaro versus Walter. That would be an incredible match. Yeah, just a job, Cesaro. Again. Do you remember when they had Walter a couple of years back when they did that Survivor Series, NXT versus Raw versus SmackDown, and they had that main event on Walter was like the first person to be eliminated in yeah, about thirty three minutes. Drew McIntyre, and he was like undefeated, undefeated. Now they have to say, yeah, he's undefeated in singles competition. Well, he's not undefeated anymore. He just lost to Dragonoff. But yeah, he yeah. came out. and was like, oh my god, this is Walter. And they, all, they, yeah, he got kicked in the face, took to the back. But at least he was there and representing NXT UK. And Katie Ray was representing NXT UK as well for the women's side. So it shows that they are trying to represent. And I know we were talking about it, going, oh. Okay, they've kind of got rid of the Japan idea now, and we've heard that they're going to be getting rid of um, NXT UK. But it costs some pennies to run NXT UK. Um, I yeah. think I can't remember who was telling me, but I think contract-wise, Flash Morgan Webster's on thirty grand a year, um, which is nothing. But he, yeah. you know, all he has to do is wrestle what six matches a year. He's on thirty grand a year, and he gets merch on top of that. You know, that's yeah. a really good deal. He's happy. WWE are paying him pennies. And if, you know, we've got um, Raw and SmackDown, or I think it's Elise Raw coming to the O2 in London in three weeks' time, they could use a load of NXT UK stars and do like an NXT invasion. They've done it before. And that would freshen it up a little bit. I have a feeling they probably will use at least one or two just to test them out, maybe even for the main roster side of things. It's like a dark match since it's only going to be. Uh, is it, um, when they come over to the UK, are they doing a TV taping or is it just a house show talk? I've looked at it. On the 20th, I think. Yeah, on the Monday, it is um, in the O2 Arena on the Monday, and they've actually got loads of. It's mainly SmackDown stars, but they've got Raw stars as well, so it looks like they are doing a good mix of it. But it looks like it is going to be, but they might just send like over SmackDown people and then send the Raw people. You know, they kind of cross each other yeah. over the big pond. Because um, I've heard it advertised on the radio, they're advertising Finn Balor, Nakamura. Becky Lynch, so it's mainly SmackDown people, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if they're bringing the raw ones over. But now they've got the restrictions on people from the US coming over to the UK and not having to quarantine if they're double jabbed. It makes sense. Yeah, fair enough. Right then, we've put it off long enough. Yeah. Jamie cannot wait to get to it. It's time for the review of this week's Broken School session. <laughs> uh, I don't even know if there was one this week. Um, Mark Henry, weren't it? Was it Mark Henry? No, that wasn't Mark Henry. There was someone this Bobby week. Lashley. Bob Lashley. Bob Belash. No, that was like two weeks ago. That wasn't the this week. Was that was like two Seth weeks Wallins, ago. Seth Rollins, isn't it? Seth Rollins. Yeah, I won't be watching that. No interest. Right, come on then. All Out. All Out 2021. It was an event. I know that much. Um, I just got to wow. First pay-per-view, me and Joe, AEW pay-per-view, we've actually watched all the way through. Didn't fast-forward it. We watched every single minute of it. And usually I just watch the clips. I don't manage to watch it, but we watched all of it. And I tell you what, absolutely incredible. Glad I watched it. 
brilliant from start to finish. view of the year. I would agree. Well, we're going to break it down. Better than me wedding day. Better than me gets me <laughs> bored. Right. Let's have a break. Let's break it down then. So, break it down. Um, Dan and Joe, when you said you watched it all from start to beginning, did you watch the pre-show? <laughs> no. No. I did. I, I, I watched Jamie the buy-in. Thank right. you. The buy-in. Come on then, Jamie. Take us from the top on the buy-in. It was the big 10-man tag match between... Orange Cassidy, best friends, and the Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus taking the on jungle. the Jungle <laughs> Boy, the the Hardy Family. Is it called the Hardy Family Organization or something? The Hardy like Family, the Hardy Family Office, private party. Office, that's the one. I knew it was a no. Um, yeah, and just like I said. You can't have Orange Cassidy and Jungle Boy in the same team and lose on a buy-in. So, obviously, they went over. No complaints about the match. It did what it needed to do. Um, decent showing for everybody involved. And it was a nice setup, ready for the show of the year. It said it was a submission. Who who won? As in, who uh, did the Jungle submission? Jungle Boy locked it in. On who? I can't remember his name. Oh, here we go. Look at him. He doesn't even know. He, uh, he did He's his little finish, uh, like the crossface. Jack Evans? Jack Evans, I think. One of the two from the hybrid. Yeah, it wasn't um, Matt Hardy or any private party. So. We are a private party. And, um, we are the private party. And we're just getting started. <laughs> did Butcher come back at the end Sweet of Jesus. Who? Butcher from Butcher and the Blade. Yes, the Butcher. Yes, he is, is back. True. I really like the Butcher. I quite like the Butcher to split off and go off and have a singles run because he just looks like a fucking mess, but in a good way. <laughs> he just looks horrible and dirty and like rugged and whatever. And he could be a really good singles character on his own. He gives yeah, me like, yeah. you know, if he came out and really just destroyed people and bloody gashed the reds type thing and had that a bit of his gimmick, that I think that go a really long way. I'd really like to see a single song. I don't think we'll get it because of his age. I think he will just stay as a, in, a, in a tag team, but I would like to see what they do with him. Well, they've got 350,000 wrestlers on their roster now, so they can, I'm sure they could find something for him to do somewhere. They, they, they need him, though, because what they got? they got Dark, Dark Elevation, Dynamite, and Rampage. Rampage. So that is four shows, and bloody Dark and Elevation. They go on about 10 hours each anyway. There's so many bloody matches on each of them shows, it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's good, though. It lets everybody have some TV time. And it's, it's not true. really main people. I mean, sometimes you'll get like a, an Orange Cassidy match or someone on there, but you'll never see like Kenny Omega on Dark Elevation or. And bloody John Moxley was on it the other week on Dark. Yeah. He's not big anymore. <laughs> yeah, we're past that now. We've moved on to other people to past as new we have. Right, um, main card. And so, yeah, so we kicked off the show with the uh, match for the TNT Championship. It was Miro um, <laughs> against Eddie Kingston. Um, and, yeah, I mean, who wants to kick us off with this one? Miro successfully uh, defended the championship. Talk about his chest. <laughs> Miro's yes. chest. It was all purple. Well, they're saying that was his weak point, weren't they? They were saying, oh, we need to find a way to beat the unbeatable Miro. It's his chest. It's, it's, you just it's need to neck. slap He kept slap trying his to chest. GDT his, 
Like they kept trying to DDT him, didn't they? Because his weak point was his neck. It well, came out as shenanery, wasn't there? Like they mm. had the referee, the ref. They made. The, I don't know what was going on at AEW, but they were making the referees look absolutely stupid. Like the pads got ripped off, and then they decided not to go for a pin and try to put the pad back on. And then there was shenanigans, shenanery pulling the uh, tights and all sorts. I don't know what's going on with these referees. I, I did think it was a solid match. I thought it was a good start to the show. I'm not the biggest Eddie Kingston fan, I've said before. I know we can mm. cut a promo, but his in-ring work doesn't do much for me. However, in a way, it kind of works for him, and it worked in this match against somebody like Miro because it was quite rugged. You know, it was it was supposed to be more of a brawl, but there were there was actually some technical wrestling in there as well. I personally, I mean, we'll go around each of you anyway, I personally was happy with the result. I thought Eddie Kingston mm. was going to pick up the title, so I was happy with <coughs> Yeah. <laughs> when Miro um, successfully uh, defended it. And he looked good as well. He actually looked like a champion as well. Yeah, this, is really really this is why you're bottom of the division. This is why you're bottom of the division. These aren't pay-per-view. I know these are ones, Jesus Christ. Does he even know what's going on in wrestling anymore? <laughs> I'm too busy watching Impact. <laughs> no. yeah, oh, that... With that. That tells you about your predictions, because they have yeah. no idea how to book anything <laughs> over there. I think with this match, it, it's a really good setup. I know they don't mainly do, they don't do a lot of rematches, but it is actual good setup to have a rematch maybe further down the line in a couple of weeks because there was that cheap win where he grabbed the tights and Eddie Kingston say, "Well, if you didn't, you know, cheat to beat me, I would have still won." And they could bring back Lana and introduce her in if they want to, oh, yes. and they could do all sorts with it. I think that it's I don't think it's a one and done the way that they. They finish it. They don't usually do screwy finishes at an AEW show um, or in a match. So I can see this one going to a rematch. I, I kind of thought it was going to end a screwy finish. Like I said on the prediction show, I thought CJ Perry would have made her debut tonight and that would have been the screwy finish. But like I said, maybe next time. More chance of CJ Parker turning up than CJ Perry. Just CJ Parker. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever He's happened on impact, to him. Isn't he? Is he he's, in um, yeah, he's in Finn Juice, isn't he? With, um, oh, of course he is. With um, Finn Balor. Yeah, that's where he's headed. No, David Finley. <laughs> no, David know, Finley. Yeah. Um, okay, we had Kojima lose to John Moxley as well in the second match. It it, it was all right. It was, it was all right. It was just a slappy bit afterwards where this Suzuki guy came out and then they stared at each other and they were slapping each other and then he choked him out and then all of a sudden he's cutting a promo about 30 minutes later. Like, oh, I tried to you explain to Dad who Suzuki was. He's like, who's this Suzuki guy? And I was like, he's, he's a badass. Dad. He's he like, said he was in like some sort of... Fun. He's in a stable in Japan. Suzuki and he's, gun, yeah. he's bad. He's a heel and he hurts people. I was like, okay, I know the character now. We got this. Roll tape. Let's do it. And then they come out, they slap each other's boobies, and then like he chokes him out, and then mocks these backstage dribbling, going, no, no, I'm going to face you on my hometown, and then that's literally it. Well, we got the, I think the bigger part of it was the fact that, not, you know, he went over, obviously, but then um, Minoru Suzuki came out, and, you know, he's had massive feud with him over in IWGP, over the uh, IWGP United States Championship over there, um, for quite a while now. Um Obviously, last night at the time of recording, they had their match over on Dynamite. I believe John Moxley went over, and I believe the match wasn't of the best quality I've read as well. <laughs> but I will reserve judgment because I haven't seen it, so I won't comment any further. But I thought it was an all right match. I thought it was probably the 
weak for me anyway. It was probably the, the weakest, weakest match. match on the on the card, and that's nothing against either of them. I just I kind of had that impression before we went into it anyway that it was just going to be kind of one and done, in and out. You know, it it, it went on for about twelve minutes or so. And it did feel like 12 minutes as well. I was kind of ready to move on to the next match, unfortunately. But it keeps Moxley going with his uh, fairly decent record. I don't know where he kind of goes from here, to be honest. But I look forward to see what they're going to do with him. They can, know stuff. It... He can, he can put over some heel. I think Kip Sabian's supposed to be coming back within the next few weeks with a new gimmick. So that'll be quite good. I'd like to see Kip, Kip Sabian versus John Moxley. That'd be pretty decent. I think... Maybe with Moxley, obviously this whole stuff going on with Eddie Kingston, it could be like a whole avenging thing, so it would be Miro versus Moxley for the TNT title. Most likely, maybe at full gear. No, we want to see John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston in a barbed wire death match. <laughs> Again, oh, we want to see that explosion. We want to see that explosion. But this time against them too. Right. <laughs> Come on then, Joe. What did you take of the um, women's world title anyway? So we had Britt Baker. She successfully defeated Chris Statlander. I think we all thought that that was going to happen. But um, you know, I was I was fairly impressed by Chris Statlander in this one. What I didn't get was the fact that they... Did you see the promo video beforehand? They were building up Chris Statlander like she was... I, she's undefeated, I, I, no, I she's come back. I know she's undefeated. She's an alien. Were, they were going on like she was the biggest threat to Britt Baker that there's ever been, that she was going to win, she was going to go over. She's never felt such a destructive force. And then you kind of look at her and you think, you're dressed as a children's alien. Yeah, and just, it just, just don't work. Who hasn't lost a match? Yeah, well. Hmm. What would you have rather, Tara? Who would you rather have gone for the uh, women's championship? He can't name five um, women on the roster, and he's got the battle royale. I want to see. In front of him. I want to see the bunny have a title match and get. Yeah, and, I'm, not say, I'm not saying she's going to win. Um, I just want to see her get battered. I, I do like the bunny though, but I would like to see. Um, uh, maybe Thunder Rosa as well. I would quite like to see her. The crowd seems to be really getting behind Thunder Rosa. I can yeah. see her going for the title once they've got the Ruby Soho. Think out of the way. Um, even seeing a Ruby Soho versus Thunder Rosa, I know they we're going to talk about that in um, Casino Battle Royale. But those two had some really good chemistry in that. So were we, were we happy with the women's world title match? Yeah, and there's yeah. Britt Baker did a Panama Sunrise. Did they call it an actual Panama? No, Sorry, Pittsburgh. They call it Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Sunrise. Pittsburgh Sunrise. Because yeah, there's like, oh, there's some foreshadowing right there. She got a great reaction though, didn't she, Britt Baker? I know she always does, uh, and deserve it. And so I do really like her. I know, I know. Well, they've got to be careful with that. Is she is she a healer or is she a bit of a tweener these days? I, well, to be honest, she's probably the best woman on the roster. Like, no offense to the best woman in wrestling. Yeah. No, what about Vicky Guerrero? She's still about. Excuse me. Excuse she me. She was there at the Battle Royale. I know. I did see she did come out with um, what's a what's a job. Speaking of though, um, yeah, yeah. Speaking of though, I mean, out of complete character, how great was the Orange Cassidy moment where he just started going mental outside the ring? Just going, no. get up, get up, get up. <laughs> he didn't grabbed Chris, grabbed Chris Allen and threw her in, and she ended up losing about thirty <laughs> seconds later. 
Did you see they all came out on the stage as well? They were all dressed like in jumpsuits and like see-through glasses, but the cameraman was so lazy, he didn't want to go in and go, oh, look, they've (laughs) all come out to support her. They just all came out dressed a bit weird and then they kind of went and did their own little thing. And then Orange Cassidy (laughs) took the outfit off and went back in his normal clothing. I'm like, well, what was the point in that? (laughs) You might as well have not bothered doing the spot. Yeah. Were you happy with the result though? We wouldn't have had it any other way. Joe, you wouldn't have had Chris Statlander go over. No, she, she uh, she'll probably just take it back to the Andromeda Galaxy of Happy uh, DMD one. Good <laughs> stuff. Right, Jamie, you might as well talk all the rubbish on this one because you said that this was match of the night. Now, I I don't know what I would say was match of the night. I guarantee I, I wasn't... this will win match of the year. Okay, guarantee it. Right so this now. is a match of the year contender. I thought it was a good match. I I'm not massively getting all the massive hype around it. I can see why people liked it. I just didn't think it was as fantastically brilliant as everyone is saying. But we did get new tag team champions in the form of the Lucha Brothers. They defeated the Young Bucks um, by pinfall in a steel cage match. My massive fair, no, absolute gripe. No, it did say to be completely no. different in because the cage was higher as well. No, to a normal WWE cage, but they did say the only way this steel cage is 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 for pinfall because the whole thing That's of the stupid. match isn't escape. That the whole match isn't to escape; it's to keep you in. That was no. the premise of this match to keep you in to stop outside interference, and you have to win by pinfall. Well, then it should have been in. Then it should have been a lumberjack match. Then don't have a cage match unless she's supposed to climb over the you cage. Don't have that to climb that out is a cage. cage. Well, it shouldn't be. Why? This is AEW's first ever steel cage match. Why no, it have isn't. To climb out of it. No, there's been a steel cage match before this. In, in AEW. Yeah, of course there has. It was um between whom? It was. You don't uh, even watch AEW, Taron. <laughs> Was to be fair, not... I agree with you. Like a lumberjack match would have been good because you've got the three hundred and fifty thousand people they got backstage as talent. So yeah, but have more then you'd the have everybody being able to interfere in the match. The whole thing with this is that no interference. All right, here we go. This is this is this is ridiculous. I've got a big gripe now. So there was a steel cage match between Cody and Wardlow back in February of last year, and the only way to win was pinfall or submission that's stupid yeah, that is stupid way to do it well it's there the wrong go. way of doing it we're just scrapping right. on traditionalism here a cage match is supposed to be escape the cage yeah but when you've got wwe they're all trying to escape by the door and so and that annoys that's us even more. worse that's even worse yeah at least like climb said, over they've kept it the way it is their first one was pinned by submission. This one's pinned by submission. It's not like do we do where they could just change the rules or something. Well, yes. like, oh yeah, every title match is now no DQ. No, he's been disqualified. It's like what? I thought it was no DQ. <laughs> yeah, at least there is some consistency. But go on then, give us your take on the match, Jamie, since you loved it so much. It's perfect storytelling. Hey, like literally, that match was just great. I, I had everything throughout that match. Why? Why? I mean. There was great chemistry between the Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks. They had so many great spots in that match. You had all the blood in the... I mean, how great was that imagery of just seeing him with all the blood coming? His mask was all ripped off and he's just there. Then you had the whole thing of like his younger brother about to get completely beaten up and he's there protecting him and then taking the shot right to the face with the the thumbtacked shoe, which again is like a throwback to... Way before AEW, I believe it was in a different promotion where he did that. 
And I did like the thumbtack tune bit, I will say. Yeah, it was just so good. Like I said, I'd happily watch that again. And I think that's the most invested I've been in a tag match in a very long time. I don't even like the Young Bucks that much. I, 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 they're, they're just too flippy and showboaty for me. I just I can flippy, see why people like Cornet. <laughs> well, no, I don't. I, I just I don't know. I just I can see why people like them. I just don't. And I, I don't know whether that's their character. I don't know whether it's well. You're not supposed to like them. The heels. I don't like them when the faces. I just. Don't, but then I'm not a big Kenny Omega fan either, to be honest. What you but, mean, PWI's? Superstar of the year, yeah, allegedly. So we'll speak about that because I've got my own number one. Believe you me, um, Dan Joe, were you happy with the old steel cage match, regardless of the rules? Yeah, it was decent. Yeah. I, the the yeah. only thing I didn't like is that they were waiting on spots like um, I think it was Fenix who went to the top and then decided to jump on him, but you could actually see um, Penta getting the other two. Oh, my brother's about to jump off the top of the cage, you better catch him. Like there were little mm -hmm. bits like that which annoyed me, but all in all, it was a solid match. I think it will be in the top one of the top three matches of the year, next to Dragonoff and uh, Walter. It's definitely up there. They're the two matches of the year that I'd put up there so far. But I have another match which I preferred more, um, which we'll get onto in a little. Well, bit. don't you worry because oh, we're moving. Days. We're moving on to it now. It was the Casino Battle Royal, <laughs> the all-women's Casino Battle Royal. Um, I'm not going to go through the different suits and who came out because that's that's just pointless. But, you know, we, we all we all thought it. I'm sure I didn't say anybody else in my predictions. I'm sure I said it would definitely 100% be Ruby Soho and no one else. Um, and it was. So I'll take seven points for that. Um, oh, no, yeah. wait, no, it's not the prediction league. <laughs> and I didn't say Ruby Soho either. I think I said Tessa Blanchard, I think. <laughs> um, and Awesome Kong coming out of retirement the week after she announced her <laughs> retirement. Um, but yeah, um, she, she was the Joker and she won. Now, was Christian the Joker in the last men's one on one? He was, yeah. Are we? How do we feel that the last Christian two didn't happen? Did. I thought he did. Did Christian not win it? And Adam Page in the first one was the he Joker, it, yeah. and he won it as well. So are the Joker's just winning it all the time. Yeah, but the time before that, it was Scorpio Sky, wasn't it? And he, and he wasn't a Joker. Wasn't Evan Bourne Joker in one of them? Was it Scorpio Sky? Was it not? What's his job? It's Leo Rush, and he retired the week after. Because Scorpio Sky was, it was the face of the revolution or something. He won the face of the revolution um, casino battle royale, I remember. And he wasn't one of the Jokers. Was did Leo Rush not win one though? I want to say he was in one. I don't think. I'm he sorry, won. he didn't win it, but he was the Joker. Yeah, he was the Joker, and then he retired that the it, week yeah. after he was in it. That's him. That's the money. Right. So, what were your thoughts on the battle royale on this one, then, guys? And the eventual I winner. Love a battle royale. Um, you know, a gauntlet memorial, as uh, Bradley would call it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got to be fair; it was decent. There's some good spots. There's a few people who got eliminated a little bit soft, which I didn't like. But they put some spotlights on a few people, like Layla Hirsch got a spotlight. Um, that Sky Blue got a spotlight. Um, I thought Red Velvet was dreadful in it. Big Swole got a big pop, uh, but didn't really do much in it mm. either. Um, but they did a bit of storytelling in there. Um, that there was the bunny and um, can't remember her name. And they were a little team, and then the other team went against them. I think, or Jamie Hater, wasn't it? She was in there as yes, well. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. Storylines going on in there. 
Um, but yeah, they had some good, you know, actually telling some stories with it, some good eliminations. And yeah, I think Ruby Soho had to win it. And a theme music, it was, um, it was Soho, was it Soho by Rancid? I think so. Theme music as well. So, yeah. Yeah. And it sounded, it sounded great. She looked great. And I've got to be fair, as battle royals go, memorials, yeah, hit it at the park. I'll have she, to she got a decent pop as well, which I was happy with because I was worried that people would be like, oh, good, yeah, it's Ruby Riot, it's Ruby Soho. But yeah, no, the crowd loved it. And they and she had uh, one of her uh, Riot Squad members backstage with her as well. She had um, not Liv Morgan, the other one. Sarah. Um, Sarah, Sarah Logan. Logan. Yeah, she was backstage to watch That's her as well. Sarah that's it. Yeah, that and then Liv Morgan tweeted afterwards as well. I'm sure she's going to get some repercussions. I'm sure. Release straight to AEW. Thank <laughs> God. When, when's the... Because that was a number one contenders match, wasn't it? So when is that? Is that a full gear or have they said? Or is it whenever they want it. I yeah, they haven't announced. Yeah. It's just whenever. You whenever. would assume I'm, it would be a full gear then, wouldn't well, it? Well, there is, there is a special AEW Dynamite in two weeks in New York City, so... They have announced a few matches for that so far, so you never know. I mean, they are looking to go big for that. They've just recently announced Cody and Alistair Black. So yeah, to the rematch. The bout and not the Cody other guy wins because Cody loves putting himself over. He should. I'm sorry, he shouldn't win that. Black should go over again. There needs to stop this 50-50 booking rubbish. Cody coming back and miraculously, well, hey, whatever. He needs to come back and Black needs to do something. What if he comes back as the American dream, Cody Rhodes? And he has to win because it's his dad. America. What if he comes back as Stardust? He did. did, I saw something in the news the other day, maybe even yesterday, that he sent a picture of himself or something internally to everybody in the company of of his Stardust gimmick. And everyone was like, why? (laughs) <laughs> well, Obviously, he, they couldn't call it Stardust. But. When he was in WWE, he actually said that he wanted to be on Raw as Cody Rhodes and be on SmackDown as Stardust, and it'd be like a multi personality thing. But WWE creative don't like that sort of thing. They like put, you know, giving you the can't idea mess that mess with mental health like that. Well, no, you can't. No, he was a troubled, troubled individual. He was old <laughs> Stardust, and uh, best, best left forgotten. I say, no, bring him back. He's great. I'm joking. Um, okay, yeah, so. We're getting on to the last four matches now. We had the retirement stipulation match up next. However, don't you worry, everybody. Ooh, he will, he will continue for many a year to come yet. Chris Jericho successfully defeated MJF um, to keep his in-ring career going. And, yeah, our prediction of him getting battered and taken out didn't happen because he still needs to come on his Fossey tour around the world soon, so something needs to happen. Let's, um, before we talk about the wrestling, though, can we talk about both entrances, though? Yeah. That, that entrance of MJS was fantastic. It got me, got everyone. Because I thought, oh, my God, the countdown. I thought, how are they going to do this? They can't this? do this. They can't do it. <laughs> and then I thought, are they going to do like a remix of his theme where they'll technically be able to get away I was getting ready to go, come on, yeah. you know what, I got you. <laughs> that was, <laughs> that was brilliant, down. that was. And then he got like nuclear heat, he did, did MJF. Sure. He is nah, killer. Nah, 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 nah. What I didn't oh, like yeah. about Jericho's the one though was, is that... 
that the they, guitar they, is they, they the wrong song. <laughs> well, they they should have just played his theme because people weren't sure then because he was doing that. And I think people thought, oh, he's playing the guitar to start it and then it'll kick into his theme. No, he didn't. And Jericho kind of walked out and a few people cheered and then was like, right, do you sing then or not? He was a bit fast as well, wasn't he? He was just yeah. playing it really, really fast. So they were trying to sing, but they couldn't keep in with the tune of it. But it really worked well. I thought it's... I watched the entrance three or four times and it sounds really, really good. Like after you've already heard it the first time, because it's just great, you know, grungy and really good. And you can see he's just loving having his bandmate. But I think it would have made more sense to have the entire Fozzie there. And yeah. he yeah. wouldn't be singing because the crowd is singing for him. Like have the drummer there, bass guitarist, lead guitarist, have like the entire Fozzie. I think that's that's what WWE would have done. Yeah. Well, so it could have been busy because I'm sure like Jericho probably did try and do that, but the yeah. ones might have been busy doing stuff. Well, let's be honest, they don't want them, they probably don't want them all in a big arena at the moment because if one of them gets COVID, the old tour is cancelled, the upcoming well, tour. So maybe they've all got to play together anyway. Well, true, yeah, but then they've got to perform to us when we all go and see them, and I don't want to catch the Jericho COVID off them. And the... so if there was any place to catch it, you'd want it to be with the Jericho COVID. We're going to have to isolate with Chris Jericho for 10 days. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, dude, go on then. Thoughts on the match? It was decent. Again, the referee thing where it was like, no, his foot's on the rope. They counted to three and the crowd are like booing. Yeah. yeah, and then all of a sudden, Bryce Rensberg or whatever his name comes out and goes, no, nah, I was stood by here. His foot was on the rope. I told you. So she reverses it. I'm sorry. If that was in it at any other title match or anywhere else, they wouldn't have referee's done that. decision is final, yeah. Yeah, the referee's decision is final. Is oh, it no. not... Is it not a good thing though because I, I thought this but then I thought how many times has it been stupid in the WWE where they've shown a replay afterwards and they and still have a reverse a decision even though you can see it's a mistake if it's a mistake a mistake should be reversed look at football look at soccer now you've got VAR if there's a mistake it gets reversed or in theory you should do it's still not a perfect system I mean, so you only... have video referees in real sport so you know we technically should in professional wrestling I think it would have been, I mean, if it stayed as it was, it would have been a great way to write him off a little bit because it would have been like he's lost so he has to retire, even though obviously he had his foot on the rope. But then MJF has technically won the match. So he's like, Jericho keeps trying to get into the arena, but he's like, no, you lost the match. It makes you wonder why he goes off TV. And then obviously he can just come back and say, I never lost. Yeah. It, it makes you wonder why they didn't do that because that, like you say, that would have been the reason to write him off. But they're probably going to have some something I, to else. Be fair, I, I almost shit myself by the way after the match when all the inner circle came in. I was like, they're going to turn on him and beat him down. <laughs> but that didn't happen, so we're all right. Because you know, like, we all we all said we all said he was going to get beaten down. I was like, what if the inner circle just beat him down now? But they didn't, so we're all right. We happy then with the result on that one. Very, very happy. Good. Yeah. He lives long. He keep going. He doesn't have to live long in the memory. He's still going. Right. The match that we all thought would be the main event. In fact, I'm sure I said it wouldn't be the main event, but everyone is adamant it was. So don't, don't start shaking us down. I'm going to go back and listen to last week's episode. Either They're way, all backtracking. No, no, I said it was going to be main event. I didn't own that. I said it was going to be main event. Yeah, you two backtracking. I said no, it shouldn't be because the title needs to be the main event. Right. Because of the prestige. I'm sure you did. Right. CM Punk 
defeats Darby Allen via pinfall. Very good. Can very quickly summarise this one. Solid match. CM Punk didn't look like he'd missed a step. He was limited to certain things, but I thought they did it in such a way where, yes, he's going to have some sort of ring rust. So he did what he could. He didn't try and attempt anything that he knew he might be a bit sloppy at yet because he needs to get back into the, the ring gear side of things. Um, it made Darby Allen look brilliant in defeat as well. Darby Allen did not come out, look, out of that match looking weak, thinking, oh, great, well, he's just lost to somebody who hasn't wrestled for seven years. That didn't even enter my mind. He lost the match and I didn't even look at it like he'd lost because he's still going strong as far as I'm concerned. Um, and I was really very happy with it. And the crowd loved it, as they should have done. Yeah, but $16 for an ice cream bar. <laughs> when you said that, that is shocking. $16. It's like Jamie said, it's just a chalk ice. What are they doing? But if we were in the arena and we saw him, we probably all would have bought one. Exactly. I mean, do we agree with a charge 20? <laughs> but... It was, it was a decent match. Um, it was nice to see that he had um, different ring attire. Um, you know, he's going for a different sort of look with it. Um, it flowed really well, and I liked the bit they did with the biz thing coming down afterwards, shaking hands, and then we're walking off into the sunset. I thought it really flowed quite well. Yeah, I enjoyed it as well. I just thought um, the only thing I thought is that Darby Allen. You could tell Darby Allen was like really helping TM Punk at some point. I mean, I only noticed that because I've been watching wrestling for like. 20 years, like to a casual fan, they probably wouldn't have noticed, but I noticed at some points like Tarpy Allen was really helping him. But what do you expect after seven years not in the ring? But yeah, it was a pretty good match overall. Jay Crawford, stop drinking your uh, what are you drinking? Pepsi, Pepsi Max. Hey, very apt, the Pepsi, Pepsi tattoo. There we go. Um, I've got Pep Pepsi Lime. Oh, yeah, I don't have any. I've got a cup of cold coffee here from this morning, and it's no. now six o'clock in the evening. Is it artisan? Uh, no, it's Lidl's Americana. Mate. Oh, if you read, if you read, I love Lidl coffee, because if you read the tasting notes, it says tasting notes of um, red wine. It's like coffee cannot oh, yes. taste like wine. You cannot taste the notes of red wine. Yeah. That always makes me chuckle when you see little, <laughs> little tasting notes. And for the American listeners, Lidl's like... What's the equivalent of Lidl in America? Well, not Costco. It'd be 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven. Well, 7-Eleven's more of a convenience chain, isn't it? Lidl is a German discount supermarket that now pops up all across Europe. It does. And it sells uh, decent stuff at decent prices. Sorted. Jamie, your thoughts on <laughs> the match? Is all right? Oh, don't be so I said... <laughs> no, I said... Um... It got over well with the fans. You had the whole build up to it where I think it was obviously the most traditional wrestling match, like I said, with the holds and the reversals and stuff. And it was something different, slowed the pace down of the event. And yeah, like I said, everything you needed in Chicago. Was this your match of the night then, Daniel? No, my match of the night was uh, Jericho versus MJF. Oh, it was, sorry. Was yeah. It? Okay. Fair enough. Right, then, I was well, going to say the next match was his match of the night. Well, I was just going to say we'll get on to the second match of the night. The three-minute, ten-second spectacle that was That's no more need. BS. Paul White. It's Paul White We're... defeating QT Marshall. Very, very surprised this one. I thought QT Marshall was going to go over on this one. Easy as I'm joking, of course not. Um, yeah. Is there really any comment on this one, Joe? It was a three-minute squash. Uh 
No, not really. It's like what I expected. You know, big uh, Paul White got his revenge, and the fact she was trying to beat him down. But yeah, it is what it is. He did, he did all right, didn't he? It's everything you wanted from the match, wasn't it? Three minutes, you're Paul White looking good, dominant as he always should be, and that's what that's what Paul White. You don't want to see Paul White in a. It's same similar to like Goldberg matches, isn't it? It's a spectacle. You want yeah. to just come in, beat somebody down, and, and and that's it really. Deliver a choke slam. That's it. He he doesn't need to have another match, really, does he? I mean, that could just be his match in AW if he want if he wanted it like that, and they wanted it like that, and you could just go. Yeah, okay, that's that's done now. Fair enough. Back to the commentator's desk, and, he, and he's had his match in AEW. It's not going to be. He's going to have more matches, I'm sure, at some point. But again, it might only be at the pay per views as a quick three to five minute squash. You enjoy the squash, Daniel Paul White? Yeah, it was de- decent, you know, against QT Marshall. Um, but yeah, it was it was Marshall. More, my excuse me, my name is Marshall. But yeah, they had Tony Schiavone like saying he was a horrible piece of work and all that on the the commentary. I thought it flowed really well. It was nice to see Big Show have a moment on the on the Ooh, show. No, it's a no more BS. Paul White. It's Paul White. Paul White. Paul, Paul White. But yeah, it was nice to see Look he had a moment on the show. Oh my god, <laughs> it's, it's Paul White. <laughs> Will Paul White go for the AEW World Championship? Nah, fam. Don't be so stupid. Absolutely not. No, will he go for the TNT? I don't think he's going to win a belt. I think it's just going to be a case that he'll just be happy to be there, be in a backstage role at the occasional match. I can't see him winning a belt unless they have their equivalent of the 24-7 title. Yep. Fair enough then. Right, let's do it then. The main event. It was everybody's favourite, Kenny Omega defeating... Christian Cage. Now, obviously, we'll get on to what happened afterwards, after this, but the actual match itself, I'm going to make an admission on this one. I got all the way through that skipping any matches, got five minutes into this one and skipped to the end. Was I (laughs) right to do so, Jamie, or should I have watched the match in its entirety? Did I do that? (laughs) What's his obsession with Urkel at the minute, by the way? God knows. (laughs) He did about two or three Urkel quotes. He did one during the match and then one after the match as well. But, yeah, it was a solid match, title match. Better than the one on Rampage. It did what it needed to do. And, like you said, there was a reason why this was the main event to set up what happened after. So Yeah, I mean, the fact that Kenny Omega is, you know, PWI's top wrestler, you know, of the year. And, you know, Christian's like a 30-year... That should be spot like in his late forties at least, and he kept up with him, and it was a solid match. And you know, Christian hasn't got any ring rust at all, and then his last match was, you know, the last ma- proper match he's had before AEW was at the Royal Rumble. Then before that, he hadn't wrestled for years. You know, we we kept up with Kenny Omega, and it was a pretty decent match, I thought. And obviously, he's the only person to beat Kenny Omega in singles competition in over a year. Yeah. How exciting. Are we happy with the result, though? I'm sure I said he'd win the Impact title and not win the World title. I'm sure we all said that. But I no, thought I it said it first. A few, ago, a few weeks ago, I think we were all saying maybe it'll be like a, a winner-take-all winner-take match, but obviously that didn't come to fruition. Yeah, true. Yeah. 
It was the right thing to do, though, surely, wasn't it? To have Christian, you know, not win the title and have Kenny Omega yeah. going on, especially with what we've seen afterwards. I don't see any benefit specifically for the company to put the title on Christian Cage. Uh, not just at this point in his career, but in general anyway. Is that going to get the people tuning in? Probably not. And I would probably go ahead and say that this is probably going to be the only um, world title match that Christian Cage is probably going to get, I will say, in AEW as well. I'll, I'll go on record saying that. I'm I'm quite sure happy to take it. I mean, he had a big match on Rampage, and then he's had this, in arguably the biggest pay-per-view of the year, the biggest AEW pay-per-view to date. He was the main event, I'm sure we'll take that. Even if you don't have another title match, he was there for that one. Mm. Let's talk about what happened after. Yeah. Let's do it. Do we have to? Maybe. Because I think it, I just I thought it disappointed. It really did disappoint what happened afterwards. Look well, at Dan's face. To be fair though, like everybody thought it was D Brian ready to come out. Uh, this is what I love about this bit. So the lights go out. Everybody loses their shit. And then all of a sudden, it just. No, but goes. it's what he said. It's what he said beforehand. He said, or oh, that Kenny Omega said, I, you know, I've beaten everybody, and if there's anybody less than either, blah, 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 or they're already dead, and then the dead. lights went out, and I said, it's The Undertaker. <laughs> Here he is, the dead man. It's the it's the mortician in AEW. How good were their theme music, though? Both of them. I love Adam Cole's new theme music. I love Daniel Bryan. Apparently, Daniel Bryan wanted to have final countdown, but they said the the rights from Europe were too much, so he ended up I think speaking you'll to a find Daniel. It's, it's Brian Danielson. Yeah, Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get sued. You've got to be careful. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, theme but... musics were absolutely brilliant when he came. They were. I've got unfinished business with you, and then all of a sudden he joined with them. Ah, there we go. Sayonara. Good night. And then D D Bry came out with his. What about the Adam Cole heel turn? No, that was brilliant. Like I said, the way he came out, everyone thought it was D. Bryan. Then it was Adam Cole. Everyone losing their shit like, oh my God, Adam Cole is here. And then, like you said, he gets in the ring. He has a massive pop, probably arguably the pop of the night where he just goes, Adam Cole, baby! And everyone just loses their shit at that. And then he's just talking and then all of a sudden it's just like, Oh, yeah, you're all right. Yeah, you're having a good time. You have a nice They're little definitely... You've got that great gift where the <laughs> young bucks are kissing him on the street. They're definitely forming some sort of Mount Rushmore for sure, aren't they? I Man, loved I it, though. I... Hey, I'm... I have no not... idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yes, I do. I know it. No, explain. I'll Mount some... Rushmore. I'll get some more on, on Twitter and then delete yeah. it. Well. He, he knows. Sake. Dan knows. So what basically, stupid play on words. No, the Rushmore was the tag team name, of stable name, of the Young Bucks, Adam Cole and Kevin Steen. No, well, it's and, not happening. And Kevin Owens put on Twitter the coordinates to Mount Rushmore, and I then in his location put almost there. And then well, the Young Bucks changed their location to there! <laughs> well, to me, that's just petty and silly. Kevin Owens is under contract and in a different contract company. runs out in January. It's, it's January, isn't it? And from what I understand, the rumours are 
basically saying it, it's happening. He's not going to reboot. And to be honest, I'd be very surprised if he did. And yeah, it will be a. Um, it just reminds me of like back in the day, like in um, Midnight Nitro, I'm like, that actually there, like, who's going to turn up on Nitro? Who's going to turn up on Raw? Like, oh, it's the outside. No it's one's this, turning this, up on Raw. No this. one cares. Yeah, no, I but think, I'm just thinking, like, how yeah. many people are going to turn up in AEW? Just be like, it's Sami Zayn. Did you hear the storyline that they offered um, Adam Cole before? They're like, oh, yeah, yeah. we're going to bring you over to Raw and you're going to be Keith Lee's mouthpiece. And, and, you're, not, and you're not going to wrestle. You're going to be yeah. his manager. You're going to be his manager and you're just going to talk. You've already went, yeah, see you, bye. But they also said they were also going to give him a name change as well because they've already got Michael Cole, the commentator, on the main roster. You and can't we can't have, have more than one. Cole. You can't have more than one Cole. Exactly. So they were going to give him a name change as well. Your I mean, illegitimate son, Adam Cole. <laughs> is it any wonder that he wanted out? Do you know what I mean? Why? Did, what must go through the reds? I think what he must was, go through the reds? He heard that. Stupid. And, to be honest, Aaron, he heard that and he was all out. Like, to be honest, he was always. Hey, I see what you did. So I watched his thing him. after as well, and he was like, he always knew he was going to come here. Apparently, he went to a load of AEW shows anyway because of obviously his relationship with the DMD herself, Britt Baker. Yeah. And he was like, everybody knew it was happening. He was definitely he wanted to go there. He lo- absolutely loved it. So, um, Adam Cole made his debut, and here is my prediction for. Adam Cole, baby. I mean, he is having his in-ring debut on next week's Dynamite against the elite killer, or how well you want to call him, Frankie Kazarian. Um, but obviously, they are looking to do this three-way tag match thing. It's that tag title for the six men, the six man. It's going to be the Young Bucks and Adam Cole will be the first champions. That's why they dropped the belt. The trios. Is that what you're referring to? The trios, yeah. So it's going to be Adam Cole and the Young Bucks, and they're going to win the trios against Death Triangle in the final, most likely. Or Jurassic Express. Or Jurassic Express. Express That makes more sense, doesn't it? They're going to destroy Marco Stuntley out. What's the the other team called with Cesar Bononi? It's the wingmen or something, isn't it? You could go against them. The horse hit, yeah. <laughs> um, but are we are we happy then with how they um, debuted Adam Cole? Maybe. Yes. So yeah. t- so that was fill the us moment. in. On, yeah, fill us in on Daniel Bryan. Then are we happy with his debut? Yeah, it's exactly what it did on the tin. I think you you need to pull the trigger and make it go from being a great pay per view to a must watch, amazing pay per view. And you know, I was sat in, I was actually sat in the pub on Saturday night, and people were coming up to me and saying dude, how do I watch AEW? And people don't usually say that about WWE. Um, and then I watched it the next day and people were like, oh, how do we watch it? How do we watch it? You know, everybody wanted to catch it. Yeah, they saw have, little clips I, of it. I had non-wrestling fans message me or even like casual wrestling fans like our good friend Dean. He just watches WrestleManias and SummerSlam and even he, he was messaging us from, oh my God, have you guys seen AEW? Like, yeah, we have. Like, oh my God, I'm going to watch AEW from now on now. I bid you adieu. <laughs> it's the best way to do it. So, scores. Scores on the doors for the event overall. Nine. Who's going to kick us off? Nine. Nine. That's what I was going to say. Nine. Nine out of ten. Two. Nine out of ten. Here's Tony. Seven. Oh, well, I was, no, no, I'll go for I'll go for eight. I was, I was gonna get no, I was gonna go seven point five, but I'll go for I'll go for eight. I 
I enjoyed the event for CM Punk and Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole surprises, even though I think we technically knew that they were coming anyway. But I, I enjoyed it all for that. I have preferred the wrestling in previous AEW pay-per-views than matches. That's just me. Um, I thought there's been more solid matches. As a card overall, I can see why absolutely people would, you know, say, I mean, is it is it pay-per-view of the year? I, I don't know. I, mean, what I mean, I suppose it has to be. I mean, it has been the yeah. pay-per-views anyway. In regards what about to WWE? SummerSlam? SummerSlam, no. SummerSlam was a decent show. We all rated that very high. It was decent, but I think All Out, and it's weird for me to say, but All Out is the pay-per-view of the year so far. The thing is, though, if we're going to... Yeah, so, two rules. Well, this is the... Oh, good God. Wait, for Sm- Smackdown, <laughs> SmackDown, Madison Square Garden, Friday uh, night. But this is the magic thing, isn't it? It's based probably his pay-per-view of the year so far. So, not that they will, but if WWE need a wake-up call and go, okay, we've got four months, so it's the four or five months left of the month, of the year now, four months, um, we've got four months left to put on a decent, you know, Survivor Series or something like that and, you know, get people to turn their heads back to us and have that as pay-per-view of the year. There is still time. Will it happen? No. And am I expecting all that to be paid through the year? Certainly on the melts of scores and PWI and all this. Yes, I am. But there is still time for WWE to do something. Let's well, see if they do. Spoiler, they, they won't. But. I've just seen breaking news. They've just done something. Uh, the Olympic gold medalist from Tokyo 2020, uh, Gabe Stevenson, they've actually just signed him to an exclusive contact uh, contract. WWE have just announced it while we've been recording the pod. Well, uh, but that's not going to change much in regards to AEW being like uh, everyone's saying. Angle. Like, basically, Mick Foley's even said AEW's the place to be now. You've had so many people come out after All Out and say it's the place to be. WWE basically should shit themselves, and AEW, the way it's going to keep going, it's going to have scores of Raw in the next four months. Yeah, but you've got. Um, AEW, they got Anthony Agogo. He won a bronze medal in boxing mm-hmm. in in 2012. We've got now got um, Gabe Stevenson, and he's a gold medalist in wrestling. Yeah, well, well did he win it for broken neck? No, he didn't. Well, we, do, we don't know. We need to wait for his gimmick. <laughs> but if he picks up as quickly as Kurt Angle picked it up, another Kurt Angle in the business. Happy days. I will say, I'll go on record and say he will. Whether or not he picks it up as quickly as Kurt Angle will, I think he will in time, but he will not be half the promo or the entertainer of the actor that Kurt Angle was. That's what people forget about Kurt Angle. He can take the piss out of himself. And and do you know what? I I put it to SummerSlam, and the reason being is, is when you watch SummerSlam, and you can go back and see it, when they had him come out, I forget her name, forgive me, but the female Olympic gold medalist as well, she was loving it. She was waving. She was screaming. She was jumping about. She was interacting with the fans, high-fiving them. So happy to be there. He was just very wooden and stern and was just like, yeah, hi, hi, hi. And I just, I, I don't know. I just, he doesn't give me the impression that uh, character-wise, he's going to come across well. I don't know if he's going to be good at cutting a promo. He didn't give me a good first impression, put it that way. I think he'll be a phenomenal wrestler, and I do think he will adapt fairly quickly to it all. But as we know, especially in the WWE, that's not even half of it. Three quarters of it is your character, your persona, your promo. And from his appearance at SummerSlam, I thought she was doing everything right. I remember her and her reaction and how happy she was to be there 
over him, and that wasn't a great first impression. Yeah, but, but that's just me personally. You need your own. You need like personality, charisma, and all that. That really, really helps, and that's what gets you over the crowd. But you're not allowed to cut your own promos now. You're not allowed to be yourself. They write a script for you that you've got to memorize. And then you've got to go out there and say it. Like, the in-ring work, he's going to be like a Chad Gable. He's going to be incredible. But in terms of acting, they'll just give him acting classes. They, they can soon teach him to do that. Because at the end of the day, you can't be an original wrestler in WWE. You have to be able to be an actor and read scripts. That's basically what it is now. So if, if he's pliable and he can learn how to, you know, he's already media trained. He's really good with that sort of thing. But if they can teach him to read scripts and act, because that's what you need to be to be in WWE these days, I think he'll be all right. Or oh, just give him a mouthpiece. Exactly. Yeah, like a Paul Heyman. Well, we will see. Um, just before we move on to, we've only got a couple, well, literally really only one piece of memorable news this week um, from what we've already recovered before we move on to the quiz. I do just want to bring this up. Has anyone seen that Netflix and WWE have announced a interactive horror movie with, is it The New Day and The Undertaker? I, I mean, wait. sweet. Gee, I can, I can bloody wait. Believe you, Harry's going to be there at midnight as soon as it launches. When I've is seen, it out? I've seen it. You, you don't just watch it. You have to, like you said, interact with it. So it'll be like the new day are walking through the woods and they hear a stick break. What do you like do? A, choose your own adventure story, like yeah, they did with the Black, Black Mirror episode. It gives you a bit. It's like run Bang, away. It goes run away. Yeah. Investigate the twig, or hide in this deserted cabin. And then you go no, pick but, one, and then depending on which one you go, you either run away, pick up a snake. I like how you gave those three. It would either be with New Day. Would you rather gyrate, eat some <laughs> pancakes, or play the saxophone, <laughs> or ha- play poker with the Undertaker? <laughs> it's um, it's a trombone, Jamie. Just to throw that out there. Oh, I just thought it'd be worth bringing up, but yes. An exciting piece of news. I do want to move on to the main piece of news, though, beforehand. Um, quite quite a, a surprising piece of news and quite a shocking one that we all found out yesterday. The WWE put a statement out regarding Paul Levesque, of course. We know better as Triple H. He, um, they issued a statement yesterday just advising, I mean, I'll read it out here. Paul Levesque, a.k.a. Triple H, underwent a successful procedure last week at Yale New Haven Hospital following a cardiac event. Uh, the episode was caused by a genetic heart issue, and Paul is expected to make a full recovery. So I think we take two things from that. We take um, the fact that he's expected to make a full recovery out of that, which is fantastic news, because, you know, he's only late 40s, early 50s. I don't even know if he's 50 yet, is he? I don't know, late 40s. Um, so we take, you know, great positive news from that, and we wish him well from everyone here on the podcast and get well soon. I think what we also have to take from that is the fact that it notes a cardiac event, and I think that's quite telling. They haven't said that, oh, they've picked something up and they've known about it for a while, so they're proceeding you know, to carry out an operation. There was an event, something happened to have to have this surgery, and you know, cardiac events, we don't know the full stories, and it might not come out, but a cardiac event, you know, when you look in the dictionary, when you Google it, it is a, you know, a heart attack, or it is cardiovascular disease, or, you know, it's something along those lines. So we don't want to speculate because it's somebody's heart, but it sounds as if something has happened and it is quite serious. Um, but it's good to know that he certainly sounds like he's on the mend and the surgery weren't successful. Yeah, it's, it's nice to hear that he's doing well. Obviously, you know, he's in a high-level position in WWE. And he's, he's constantly on calls and he's on flights and he's doing this, that, and the other. Obviously, if he's doing that all the time and you don't have a rest, obviously, you know, it's going to catch up with him. So, unfortunately, that's what's happened by the sound of it. 
Get well and soon. Yeah, and obviously it's my uh, job on the podcast to make a slight little joke. Vince did say he would outlive them all. Yes, he did. <laughs> well, he hasn't yet, but yeah, no. Um, best wishes to Paul Levesque. Get well soon from everybody at Grapplecast, and we wish him well. Right, let's quiz it. Woo! Jamie, your turn this week, is it? I hope you have a quiz I ready. I believe it is. Let me check the old quiz table. Just for old time's sake, Dan on 14, Jamie on 8, Joe on 4, Taryn on 3, soon to be on 4. I can't believe last week's tie was mad. Right, what have you got for us this week? Well, as we all know, the PWI 500 oh, no. has just come out, and big Ken Omega finished it. So your quiz question is, name the top ten. No, I'm joking, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I can uh, but look, remember it. So looking at the top that. ten, though, there was four WWE superstars, four New Japan Pro wrestlers, and only two AEW superstars who were Kenny Omega and John Moxley. Then it was like Roman Reigns, Bobby Lashley. Wasn't Finn um, Balor on there as well? Finn Balor was like eight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so uh, Drew McIntyre was on there. They yes, were like he was. Bobby, Roman Reigns, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre. Then there was um, some New Japan Pro Wrestling like Will Ospreay. I did Drew see the stuff. list. I can't comment too much. Well, the question isn't about that list, but it is about the Pro Wrestling Insider. Oh, there we go. So, question one is, which wrestler has appeared in the most Pro Wrestling Insider 500 lists? Whatever of all time. Yes, which wrestler has appeared in the most? With 29 appearances. Oh, dear God. <laughs> so they've been going for 30 years. I'll, I'll, I'll give you At a least. nice little clue there, then. Oh, Christ. Um, okay, then, yeah, it's got to be. That's all I can think of. Okay, question two. Obviously, just to let you know, this is, is as of 2020 because the list of 2021 oh, isn't out God yet, just so you know. So just to clear that up before we carry on. Uh, question two. In 1993, who was the first woman to appear on the PWI 500 list? Oh, 93. Oh. It's, oh, yeah, oh, hang on, right, I'm going to put her, yeah. I don't know why, because I don't know she wrestled, but let's go for it. As some of you may know, if you subscribe to the Pro Wrestling um, Insider, it isn't just about the PWI 500, they do have different awards as well. So which tag team won the PWI Tag Team 50 in 2020? Okay. Oh, 20. Oh, wait, better not be. Right, I'll go for them instead. Question four. Which wrestler has won the PWI Most Hated Wrestler of the Year award the most? Now, is this hated as in because we don't like him because he's crap or just because he's a heel? It's the character in it because you just hate them. I believe so, I don't know the criteria of the award. It's the award that PWI. Would, would you say though that people have voted? Like you looking at the list of the winners, you'd say people have voted because of how good they are at being a heel, or just because they don't like the person. Yeah. How, right. Okay. The, and they've won it the most. Five times, I believe. Okay. Never won it. Okay. Okay. 
So they also do an award for the most improved wrestler. And my question is, who is the only female wrestler to win the PWI Most Improved Wrestler Award? I will give you the year to help. It's 2007. Only one woman has won this award. Who is it? The most improved. Okay. Hmm. Taron, really... get off Wikipedia. I, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think who was in in, in 2007. Um, I was going to... Yeah, okay. All right. Question six is a two-pointer. You get a point for each. So they did a decades award. <laughs> so which two superstars were named the PWI Wrestler of the Decade? You get a point for the Wrestler of the Decade of the noughties and a Wrestler of the Decade in the 2010s. Hang on, say that again. Let's repeat that again. So which two superstars were named PWI Wrestler of the Decade? There was one wrestler for the 2000s and one wrestler for the 2010s. Okay. So from 2000 to 2009 and then 2010 to 2019, you get a point for each. Yeah, that'll do. Surely I've got one. Question seven is who is the only women's wrestler to win the PWI Woman of the Year for two <laughs> different companies? Oh, okay. So they've won it, but they were in a different company each time. They've won it twice. Uh, yes. Similar to question six, this is another two-pointer, and it's about that decade again. Who won the PWI most popular wrestler of the decade? So the most over, shall we say, the most popular wrestler of the decade. A point for the 2000s, a point for the 2010s. Who won the PWI most popular wrestler? <laughs> Throwing it back to last year, question nine. Who was... Pro Wrestling Insiders Rookie of the Year 2020. Rookie, Rookie of the Year means they made their debut last year and were awarded Rookie of the Year. Uh, out of all the promotions, yeah. Yeah. Every okay. promotion is eligible. I mean, there was an impact person on the PWI Top 10 rich swan was 10th i was going to put it in there but you know sometimes when you put a question in and all of a sudden we talk about it in the quiz so was, uh, not in the quiz in the actual show so i was like i need to make sure i'm not going to say rich swan because <laughs> that was going to be a question i can't handle that jamie you can't handle it yeah. that's the theme music oh, fair enough. <laughs> i was like what? i don't watch impact is that number nine final, that's yeah. number nine the final question, Taryn, you've got to get this one. It's a 50-50 chance. Who has won the PWI Most Popular Wrestler Award the most? Is it Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock? 
who has won it the PWI Most Popular Wrestler Award the most? Stone Cold Steve Austin or Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Um, and that's the quiz, everyone. And that is your PWI Quiz of the Year. <laughs> okay. Boom. Okay. Let's do it. I've won so, it all. Uh, yeah, Wikipedia. <laughs> I wish. I haven't won it all, believe me. <laughs> Question one. Which wrestler has appeared in the most PWI 500 lists? Taron. Well, you said 29, so I thought he's been doing it for 30 years, so I put Ric Flair. Okay. Dan. I put Ric Flair as well. Joe. I put Shawn Michaels. Oh. No, you're all wrong. It's Justin Thunderliger. Oh, thank oh, God, Lord. <laughs> 29. Okay. Good start, everyone. Well done. Question two. In 1993, who was the first woman to appear on the PWI 500 list? Dan. Sensational Sherry. Oh, Joe. Alondra Blaze. Taryn. Miss Elizabeth. You're all wrong. It's Miss Texas Jacqueline. <laughs> oh, thank God's <laughs> sake. Okay, you've all got this one, I'm sure. Question three. Who was PWI Tag Team of the Year? Joe. FTR. Taryn. The Usos. Dan. Street Profits. One of you has got it right. And it's Joe, it's FTR. Oh, my good <laughs> Lord. I'm glad one person's got a point so far. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question four. Who has won the PWI Most Hated Rest of the Year award the most? Taron. John Cena. Dan. Miz. Joe. I said the Miz as well. You're all wrong, it's Triple H. (laughs) God rest his soul. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's 1 0 so far. (laughs) We're going to get another tie. Okay, here we go. Question five. Who was the only female wrestler to win the most improved award in 2007? And I will go to Joe. Natalia. Taryn. Maria. Dan. Alicia Fox. You're all wrong, it's Candice Michelle. Hey, <laughs> most improved. Okay, two points here. Someone's getting some points. No, I haven't got any points yet. Which Me two superstars <laughs> were named Wrestler of the Decade in the 2000s and 2010s? I'll start with the 2000s. Aaron. Um, Edge. Dan. Cena. Joe. 2000s, I just put Austin. You're all wrong, it's Shawn Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 2010s. Dan. Roman Reigns. Joe. Randy Orton. Taron. Cena. No, it's AJ Styles. <laughs> no, it's in the world. Oh, my God's sake. For God's sake, right, everyone's got This a is a wrestling podcast, Surely. ladies and gentlemen. We do know things, really. Right, here we go. We've got this now. You've definitely got this one. There's no other woman it could be, surely. Right. Who is the only woman to win the PWI Woman of the Year for two different companies? Taron. Mickey James. Dan. Ronda Rousey. Joe. I put Mickey James as well. 
It's Mickey James. Yes, finally a point. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Two one. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> okay, two points again. Who won the most popular wrestle of the decade, two thousands? Dan, Cena, Joe, Cena, Taron, Stone Cold. It's Jonathan Cena. Yay! Oh. It's three, one, one. Okay. Who won most popular wrestler of the decade, 2010s? Taron. Daniel Bryan. Dan. Daniel Bryan. Joe. Daniel Bryan. It's John Cena. He won it both decades. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. You need, if Joe gets this one right, he's going to win. Okay. Who was the PWI? Rookie of the year. We'll go, go on, to Joe. Was it this year, 2020, was it? 2020, who won Rookie of the Year? I don't know, I put cheeseburger. <laughs> Taron. I don't, well, I couldn't think of any rookies other than Dominic Mysterio. And he's, I don't think he should have won it if he did. So Dan, I, yeah. I put Dominic Mysterio as well. It's Dominic Mysterio. No, is it? <laughs> what? <laughs> he won Rookie of the Year. Well, I suppose were there any other rookies? I mean, did he win a tag title, didn't he, so... Fair okay, right. so if Joe gets this wrong and you two get it right, it will be three, three, three. <laughs> Could it be a double tie two weeks in a row, a triple okay. tie? Who has won the PWI Most Popular Wrestler Award the most? The Rock or Stone Cold? Joe. Stone Cold. Taron. The Rock. Dan. Rock. It's the rock! (laughs) 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 And this wasn't even planned as it happened. But don't worry though. We've never had ties before though. We had a three way tie last week and this week. (laughs) Sweet Jesus. But don't worry, I had a backup plan. Oh, God. And it is always the closest to. What was the official capacity for AEW All Out 2021? <laughs> what arena was it at? The All State. It was the Now Arena. The Now Arena. The Now Arena. I don't know. Which used to be. Yeah, I don't think it's that big, is it? I'll go. Ten thousand two hundred and fifty. Dan. Sixteen thousand. Joe. 20,000. And the <laughs> official capacity... Hey, we're miles out, aren't we? <laughs> and for the first time in two months, it was 10,126. <laughs> it's yes. for the first time all year. <laughs> that should be five bonus <laughs> points. <laughs> and... A bonus point, what was the tagline? Um, if you're not all out, then don't bother watching us. I don't know. Was there a tagline? Yes. Where champions are made. <laughs> but there, was, there wasn't any champions made. There was no title. There was one. Oh, there we go. Where champions are made as long as it's on That's the That's where match. they were made. Right. That puts me on four points, tying with Joe. Jamie on eight, Dan on 14. Lovely quiz, Jay Crawford. Thank you very much for that. And whilst we're with you... Free, free, free tie. And whilst we're with you, where can people find us on the socials? 
Well, you can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter at Grapplecast Show. You can find all your podcasting needs on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Deezer, Stitcher, all these other places that I've never even heard of before. So make sure you search Grapplecast Show. Press that follow button. You'll never miss an episode every Friday. Have a good time. Exactly. Tell your friends. Give us a like. Give us a comment. Give us a share. Don't Uh, get to tell your mums. Absolutely. We will see you all next week. Thanks very much for joining us. Uh, Yes. But uh, what did he say? Kenny Omega. I bid you. Bid you. Ta-ra, guys. Bye. Hold one. Arm drag. Brett screwed Brett. It's me, Austin. I did it for the rock. Oh, such a massive thong wearing fatty. Number four, armbar. I am Sir Michael Cole. What? <laughs>